Well, if that doesn't uh, move your heart a little bit, we'll pray for you today. Amen. You could be seated for a moment. I have the privilege of getting to share a quick thought with you this morning. And can we pray? Father, I thank you today for these beautiful people that are gathered here today to remember the true meaning of Christmas and celebrate what it really is all about. And that is the birth of our Savior, Jesus Christ. So, Father, today we thank you for your amazing grace. We thank you for your presence in this place. We ask in the next few moments that your Holy Spirit would continue to move in our hearts, continue to speak to our spirit, bring hope, bring life, and bring peace to us today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, I love Christmas. I don't know about you guys, but it's... Uh, one of my favorite times of year and um, you know I used to love it as a kid amen how many of you agree with me there it's it's always good when you're on the receiving end amen but (laughs) amen and now as a parent you kind of go what's this gonna cost me amen and uh, but it's fun because you know the pressure and and you're trying to find the right gift and um, we have a lot of children now and and so you know you're just like wow this is a lot and it adds up quick amen do I have any friends in the house this morning amen but can I tell you nothing can put value on watching your kids receive what you've given them, amen? And to see the joy on their face. And, um, you know, it, it helps me understand who God is, amen? And it helps me understand how much he desires to do good for us and how much he desires to give to us. And can you imagine, I mean, our, our little Grace, she, she's not even two yet, and, and so this morning she was opening a present, and you could tell she, she's almost grasping what it is, right? And, and so she just had this look of excitement, and, and I was just like, just the pure innocence of, of receiving. And, and so this morning, I want to talk to you about that for a moment. My boys, man, they couldn't even sleep last night. I think Chase, I don't even know what time he finally went to bed. I think it was well after midnight. And, um, and I don't know, I know why I was up. And, and so we were waiting for our kids to go to bed so we could go to bed. Amen. And I, finally, I'm like, dude, go to bed. Amen. Like it's time. Amen. I need to go to bed. So you need to be in bed. Amen. But this morning, I want to read a passage of scripture to you found in Luke chapter 2 and it's probably something that if you've attended a Christmas service before it may be something you've heard and maybe you guys could bring me down just a little bit Um, in Luke chapter 2 and verse number 3 it says so all went to be registered everyone to his own city Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea to the city of David which is called Bethlehem because he was of the house and lineage of David to be registered with Mary his betrothed wife who was with child. So it was that while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son, wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. And that really is the Christmas story, amen, is Jesus was born, wrapped him, lied him in, laid him in a manger, and, and you'll see nativity scenes around the world celebrating this iconic moment for all of humanity. And now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings 
of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, as we just sung. And on earth peace, goodwill toward men. So it was when the angels had gone away from them into heaven that the shepherds said to one another, Let us now go to Bethlehem and see the thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. You know, this morning as I prayed and asked God what to share on a moment like this, to be brief, I couldn't get past the statement that there was no room for him in the end. And I don't know where you're at in your life or where you've come from or what you've experienced. And, and I'm a little bit like pastor this morning. I just woke up and just overwhelmed because of his goodness and overwhelmed because of what he's given me. And, and some of you know my story. I don't deserve a second breath at life. I don't deserve to stand on this stage. I don't deserve to, to be who God has given me the life to have. I don't deserve what I have. But yet, because of his extra- extravagant love, his grace and his mercy, I am overwhelmed by his goodness. But I feel like that statement rings so true for humanity today. Could you imagine being the people that kept the inn and here comes a family with a newborn child, and, and you turn them away because there's no room in the inn. I mean, we've had moments like that in our lives, right, where we don't quite recognize the full gravity of the situation, and, and we just don't have time, don't have space, don't have room, don't have whatever our excuse is. We just don't feel like there's any more capacity, or, or we just don't need that right now. And I began to think about what would the story look like if the innkeeper knew who that baby really was who I mean could you I mean put yourself in in that situation for a moment if you knew that this was the Messiah I don't know what you guys would have done but I probably would have slept on the floor and given them a room for the night amen and and we'll take it even a step deeper that Mary and Joseph didn't plead with the innkeeper that we are carrying the Messiah that was born supernaturally. And would you please make room for our Savior that has come to earth to save humanity? And I began to think about that one statement that there was no room for him in the end. And I thought about my life and, and the severity of the things that I went through. And I could honestly say that most of it was because I never felt like I had room for Jesus in my life. And now I look back over the last 19 years and I'm so mad at myself because I'm like, I wasted 20 years of my life pushing Jesus out (laughs) into the manger, so to say, pushing Jesus away from my life because I didn't feel like there was room for Jesus in my heart. And this morning, could you meditate on that for a moment? I love what the prophet Isaiah said. He said, the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwell in the land of the shadow of death, upon them a light has shined. I love this in the Matthew Henry commentary. It says, the child was born for the benefit of us men, of us sinners, of all believers from the beginning to the end. Justly is he called wonderful, for he is both God and man. His love is the wonder of angels and glorified saints. He is the counselor, for he knew the counsels of God from eternity, and he gives counsel to men, in which he consults our welfare. He is the wonderful counselor, none teaches like him. He is God, the mighty one. Such is the work of the mediator, 
that no less power than that of the mighty God could bring it to pass. He is God, one with the Father. As the Prince of Peace, He reconciles us to God. He is the giver of peace in the heart and conscience. And when His kingdom is fully established, men shall learn war no more. I don't want to be long today, and I want to leave you with this thought. Life is filled with opportunities to choose by faith. The beauty of who Jesus was and is to humanity. He doesn't demand a place in our lives. He simply appears and leaves the choice with us. I love what Titus says in 2 verse 11. For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. Titus 2.14 in the Message Bible says, He offered himself as a sacrifice to free us from a dark, rebellious life into this good, pure life, making us a people he can be proud of, energetic, and full of goodness. This morning, my friend, is there room for Jesus in your life? Many of you are friends and family. Many of you I see on a regular basis, and I believe that you've made room for Jesus. And there's some in the room today that maybe you've been drugged here because you got tricked into getting a free meal after service. They told you they'll feed you real good. Amen. They said, if you want to sleep somewhere tonight, you're coming to church with me in the morning. Amen. But I would ask you that question this morning. Is there room for Jesus in your life? See, Jesus came to illuminate within our hearts the vastness of God's love for all. He is the gift of peace and goodwill. Making room for Jesus produces favor that can't be substituted by anything else. Just as Mary experienced his favor, you too can have that released in your life this Christmas. One of my last verses this morning, Psalm chapter 31 and verse number 19. says, what a stack of blessings you have piled up for those who worship you. Ready and waiting for all who run to you to escape an unkind world. Friend, I don't know what kind of world you've lived in, but I remember what that unkind world looked like. I remember what that unkind world did to me. I remember what it produced in my life, and I remember there wasn't a lot of joy in my life. There wasn't a lot of peace. There wasn't a lot of hope in that unkind world. But can I tell you that the minute I began to make room and run to Jesus, I have seen his goodness. I have seen his grace. I have seen his favor. I have seen his glory, his majesty. I can sit in peace knowing that my destiny is not this place here on earth, but that he has given me eternal destiny, that he has given me the access to the Father that only he can give, that he has given me the great peace and hope and joy that life is constantly searching for. This morning, we're going to sing one more song, and we gave you a candle this morning, and I honestly can tell you that I've never led a candlelight service. This is a first for me. And I began to ask God how we could tie this into our lives today. You know, and I, I know for myself, it took an extreme situation for God to light my heart and change my life and reveal to me a need of a Savior. And this morning, we're going to sing a song that I believe will speak to your heart. So if you want to stand to your feet, the ushers are going to come down the aisles and we're going to begin to light these candles. And I would ask you this morning, as we sing today and light these candles, I would ask you to take a moment and ask God to illuminate your life. 
Ask him to show you maybe that dark place. Maybe you could ask God to show you the place where you've pushed Jesus out. You know, I felt like God said that there are some that have never made room for Jesus. And I also felt like God said there's some of you that made room for Jesus at one time. But you've become a hoarder with the things of this world. And you've pushed Jesus out. So this morning, maybe it's time to clean house. Maybe it's time to make room once again for Jesus to live in your heart, to take residence in your life, and to give you the goodness and the mercy and the grace that you need to have a life full of peace and joy and hope. In Jesus' name. Go ahead, guys.
you know, this morning. For me, there was times that I had the opportunity to make room for Jesus. But for some reason, I resisted. I closed the door. I pushed him away. And And I truly believe it's because I didn't really recognize who he really was and what he had to offer for my life. And I I believe that's such a powerful way to see who Jesus is. You know, there's such a, a battle for our lives. And yet all Jesus says is, I'm just waiting for you to open your heart and let me in. And I love this verse in Titus chapter 3. It says, when the kindness and the love of God our Savior toward man appeared, not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us through the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit. Our Savior, Jesus, poured out new life so generously that God's gift has restored our relationship with Him and given us back our lives. And there's more life to come and an eternity of life. This morning, with your eyes closed and your head bowed, See, the gift of Jesus Christ this morning is not something of monetary value, but of eternal destiny. The destiny of all of humanity is found in the gift of Christmas this morning. See, Jesus was not born that day to live, but to die. His life was not given in vain, but on purpose. The very purpose of the gift was for the redemption of all of humanity from sin. Redemption from fear, anxiety, depression, bondage, or just flat out sin. But friend, this morning, our Savior turns a mess into a message, a test into a testimony, and our weariness to happiness. So today, I would ask you one question. Is there room for Jesus in your heart? If that's you today, you say, Pastor Sean, I've resisted making room for Jesus because I, I didn't understand what he had to offer. I was mistaken because I thought that it meant something different. But friend, today he wants to give you joy, peace, more than that eternal destiny so if that's you today friend and you're in this room today's your day and nothing would be better than the gift of salvation today just as I said watching my kids this morning brought so much joy so much fulfillment It was worth every penny we spent 
to see the smiles on their face. Can I tell you this morning that you receiving Christ in your heart would be the most fulfilling thing for God today. The Bible says that when one person comes to know the Lord Jesus Christ, that all of heaven rejoices. So this morning, my friends, if that's you, and you say, Pastor Sean, I would like to make room for Jesus and give him my heart today. Could you just raise your hand real quick? If that's you. Anybody at all? No pressure. Amen. Father, I thank you today. Let's all pray this today with our candles lit. Isn't it amazing? I was watching during worship. The way we all held our candle was right in front of our heart. Because he comes to light our hearts. Amen. Let's pray this prayer together. I know there's some that don't want to be singled out. or But today you feel God tugging on your heart. So we're all going to pray today. That simple prayer. Heavenly Father. Today, on Christmas, the greatest gift I could ever receive is Jesus Christ. So today, I open my heart and I make room for him to come into my life, to save me, to heal me, to forgive me, and to cleanse me. And on this day, I ask Jesus Christ to be my Savior, to be my Lord, in Jesus' name, amen.